In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. And now back to our conversation with Ray Bachman. Your business is, uh, you said you're in insurance, your, your yep. kids are in usurance, but your business uh, is more than just providing uh, insurance for, for companies and, and, and people. It's, uh, I know what you do. I, uh, I hear the stories. Sure. You have Bible studies in your office. Mm-hmm. You have all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Tell us a little bit about how you take uh, your faith in Christ into the workplace. Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you the story of how I got in the insurance business. Um, when I graduated from tech, you know, uh, that last semester, I was interviewing a lot of companies. And back then, you know, AT&T and Coca-Cola and IBM, all the big companies were on campus because I knew I wanted to go into sales. That's just the way God wired me. And uh, I remember talking to them and they said, yeah, we'll keep, you know, when you graduate, we'll get back with you because this was kind of preliminary interviews. And so um, when I graduated, a good buddy of mine and I took a, like a three-month tour of the country. We said, hey, if we're, if, if we're ever going to do this, we're single, we're young, let's do it. So I remember, you know, during this, um, this three-month, you know, exploration of the Great West, um, I'd call my mom and say, Mom, have you heard from this company, that company? And I remember before I left, I talked to a good friend of mine that we kind of we came to Christ together, and I was kind of a little arrogant. I said, you know, what if I get all these offers? You know, what do you suggest that I – how can I pray about this? And he said, Ray, he said, i tell you what you ought to do. He said, just pray for God to close all the doors and just leave one open. I said, hey, that's a great idea. That's what I'll do. So that was my prayer. God, just close all the doors and leave one open. Well, God didn't close. He slammed doors, okay? <laughs> and so little by little, I called my mom, what about Coca-Cola? What about AT&T? And you know, one by one, she said, well, you know, they said they just don't have an opening this time. So the one that, um, and before I had left on that trip, I had bought a uh, insurance policy uh, life insurance policy um, from a young guy, and he told me about their company, and he said, Ray, you really need to interview this the owner. He's a strong Christian. We have Bible studies at work. We have prayer time. And uh, I said, but, but you sell insurance. I don't know if I want to get involved in that. He said, you know, it really it really does work. And, you know, over time, you know, God can really use you, you know, financially. And and so, so I remember talking to um, the owner and uh, sitting him down. This is before we took our trip. And uh, he said, Ray, he said, you know, you're just the young man we're looking for. And he said, it's not a get rich quick, get rich quick business. Over time, God can bless you with extra time and extra money. And, you know, I thought, well, I don't know if I can wait that long, you know, but <laughs> he made me an offer. It was like half of what these other companies were paying. And I thought, you know what? I don't even pray about that. That There's no way God could ever want me to do that. I, I think I'd starve, you know? So he had left me with this, this offer. So here I am off on this trip and call my mom. And IBM, I'd gone through like four or five interviews. And I thought, okay, God, you're wait, you're holding the best for last because that was like the job of all jobs as a salesman. And sure enough, just before we got back from our trip, um, you know, IBM had, or excuse me, um, yeah, IBM had written a letter saying, hey, we just don't have an opening. So the only offer to go to work was selling life insurance out of college. And I remember coming back home, I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. How in the (laughs) world? And I remember going to a seminar, um, Bill Gothard's seminar. Mm -hmm. He used to come to Atlanta every year. It was a week-long Bible study. I remember going there. Um, shortly thereafter, and he teaches, you know, to read the proverb of the day. There's 31 chapters, and so, um, you know, most months have 31 days. So I remember reading through 
Proverbs chapter 5, and this is before I really knew a lot of Scripture. Verse 5 and 6 just jumped off the page. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understandings. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. And it was like God was saying, Ray, I know this doesn't make sense, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to step out and trust me because this is where I want you. Yeah. And I remember like Jacob, I wrestled with God that night. I'm like, oh, how am I going to make this work? I don't even know if I like insurance. <laughs> and sure enough, the next day I said, fine, God, I'm going to do this. And if I starve, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, I went back, told the gentleman I wanted to work with him. And uh, gosh, that's been 41 years ago. And oh, uh, God has just paved the way. He. Um, so he's we usually just pray for God to open up doors, but in your case, you were praying for God to <laughs> shut doors, right? And He shut <laughs> them and all, slammed them, and left <laughs> one open. So that was a interesting approach to prayer, but it worked. Uh, yeah. And so it's been awesome because I really feel as though um, you know work is ministry too. You don't separate the two. <clears throat> it's all integrated. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's another story. I don't know if we have time to tell. Um, about how I really caught a vision for ministry in the marketplace. I think that's important because I think there are a lot of people that do dissect that. They think, well, you know, I can have my my faith life, which is private, but then um, my business life, you know, I can't really bring that in there too much. So exactly. how have you found to do that? What what inspired you to do that? Well, um, the, the gentleman that trained me in the insurance business initially, um, he helped start a ministry called Fellowship of Companies for Christ. He and a man called Larry Burkett, and Bruce Wilkinson and some other business owners basically came together in the 70s and said, there's got to be a way to express our faith in the marketplace in a favorable way. And so they formulated this ministry and um, basically uh, business owners, men and women that owned their own companies that basically wanted to do more than just um, be Christians on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so basically they put together you know, an annual uh, conference and they started doing you know, small groups around the country of just gathering these individuals together and just talking about principles of Scripture on how to run your business from a biblical standpoint. I think you remember Larry Burkett I do, yeah. uh, from the past. and yeah, um, financial ministry. Exactly. And he wrote books on, you know, the basically his, his, his talks were, there's more in the Bible about finances than there is about heaven. And uh, <laughs> so he would teach the different biblical principles. So anyway, long story short, I was raised in that environment. Um, so I was with that particular gentleman's agency for almost 20 years. So I was, I was kind of brought up in marketplace ministry before mm-hmm. it was really known as marketplace ministry. And I remember hearing one of the speakers at one of the conferences saying he had just gotten out of seminary because he felt God call him into the pastorate. And he was, he was at his local church, small, he was um, assigned to the small local church. He said people were coming to Christ, they were growing in their faith. All of a sudden, I get that dreaded call. My father passed away unexpectedly. Well, his father had a company of three, 400 employees, and he and his brother grew up in the business, and they never wanted to be a part of it. His mother called and said, I need you and your brother to come home. You know, There's really no plans on what to do. I don't know what, you know, I've got these employees, this big company. So he comes back to his hometown, and he's like praying and kind of complaining to God, saying, I never wanted to come back into this business. What do I do? And again, he didn't hear an audible voice, but it was as if the Lord impressed on him. He said, well, you still have a congregation. This building that these people work in doesn't have a steeple, but this is your new church, Hmm. and these people are your new congregation, and I want you to minister to them just like you were ministering before. And he went on story after story, Mark, talking about they'd find about a couple that were having marital problems. They'd pay for them to go off to a weekend retreat. They'd come back, just revise. Sometimes, you know— they were born again during that session, mm. or they find about um, you know parents having trouble with the, 
a child on drugs. They'd send them to a Christian rehab program. The kid would be restored. I mean, just story after story of what God did with he and his brother ministering to those employees. And and again, at the same time, they were profitable. (laughs) The business grew. And so it really gave me a vision of, you know what? This stuff can happen in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about the 1040 window. Well, there's a nine to five window, you know, that so many people forget about. Yeah. And it's the life we live most of the time in our life. Um, so that's that's the exciting. So so I really think of God's given me this company. I've got about 20 some employees. You know, he's put me in a pastorate role and he wants me to minister to this flock. Yeah, he wants me to be, be successful. And that's one thing I think as, as a business owner, as a Christian, God calls us to excellence. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't see enough of that out there in the marketplace, but God wants us to earn the right to be heard. And so Mm -hmm. we really strive at being excellent in our profession, and it wins the right to be able to tell our story. Exactly. And we get a chance to share Christ with clients and vendors, and there's all kinds of neat things we're doing, and we'll get a chance to talk about it. But it's, it's exciting to me. Um, to be in the workplace. Well, I love what you did with your your children as, as you had an intentional process of discipling them. Um, now there is just spiritual, there is just good parenting, of course, mm-hmm. but this, this talking about faith in their life and demonstrating that for them. How would you encourage a businessman, businesswoman out there today who is nodding yes to this, Ray? They're saying, yeah, I've got this place I'm in nine to five, yeah. and uh, it's not a church. It doesn't have a steeple, but sure. it's, there's a flock of people here and all. What would you encourage them to do to bring um, that spiritual conversation, that discipleship into their workplace? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we you talked earlier about, you know, the whole focus of this conversation is discipleship. I remember Howard Hendricks was one of my heroes of the faith. You know, mm-hmm. he was a professor at Dallas Seminary for over 50 years. And um, he wrote a book with one of his sons called uh, Iron Sharpens Iron. And in that book, and you've heard this before, in that book, he talks about in our lives, we all need a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Or we need Pauls, Barnabases, and Timothys. Mm-hmm. You know, generally, a Paul is someone older than us that's been through, you know, the years of, of the Christian walk and been through the rough times and the good times and, and ministers to us and things that they've learned. Of course, the Barnabas is someone close to our age that we're kind of doing life with, the Christian life with. And then the Timothy is usually somebody younger that we're pouring into the things that God's taught us. So with those three relationships, Paul, Barnabas, and Tim, we're kind of like in a pipeline where God is filling us and allowing us to experience the Christian life and pouring it out into others. So, you know, my first response to your question is, you know, pray for a Paul. Pray for a Paul to help you really understand what is it like to walk with God, you know, um, throughout your lifetime. And um, Or if a woman, you pray for a Paula. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We know a Paula. Uh, but that's, uh, but you, like you said, I'm just amazed in talking to other Christians when I ask them, kind of like you have, you know, who's your Paul or who's your Barnabas or who's your Timothy? A lot of times they don't have those relationships. Right. And it's just so key. I honestly think... I look back, you know, 42 years when I came to Christ, and there we had seven, I had seven groomsmen in my wedding, and Vicky had seven bridesmaids, and they were on fire for the Lord. And I look back 42 years, and a lot of them have just been neutralized. I'm not saying, you know, I don't believe they've lost their salvation. I don't think you can lose your salvation. They've just been neutralized in, in just events of life, where there's been divorce, where there's been loss of, of, of a parent or a daughter or you know a child or a financial disaster and ruin. 
they've just been taken out and mm. there, but for the grace of God, you know, God sustains us. Right. And so I th- honestly think it's because God has surrounded me. He's given me Paul's in my life. He's given me Barnabas's. Mm-hmm. He's given me Timothy's. And that's just valuable. Like you said, mm-hmm. life on life is powerful. So as far as trying to minister in the marketplace, I would say pray and ask God to send a Paul or Paul's in your life that really get it spiritually and have that spiritual mindset in the mm-hmm. marketplace and learn from them and, and appropriate it. Um, there's and no it, one way. And it may way. be a ministry in their area, like you found of Marketplace Ministries, that they could call or exactly. go on their website and just say, how do I find a Paul, a mentor? Exactly. Okay. Or the Fellowship of Companies for Christ is, is actually located here in Atlanta, FCCI. Oh, okay. And so that would probably be a good starting point. There you go. Um, but yeah, there's so many different um, ministries that, that are out there that um, you can find a Paul mm-hmm. and really learn from them what works, yeah. you know, um, like and and how? Because I mean, we just have a great opportunity. There's a, there's a there's people out there that are dying and going to hell, and they don't hear the message of salvation. Mm. And so um, we have a great opportunity in the workplace right. um, to love people and to really, you know, um, just share Christ and, and show random acts, random acts of kindness, and really be, um, you know. Um, pleasing aroma to them in, in the Christian, you know, realm. Yeah, I was um I was at a marketplace ministry event like that and I heard the story of a man who worked with a guy and I hope this doesn't hit too home to some of our listeners but mm. actually I hope it does hit home to all of our <laughs> listeners. But he was working with a guy and um they worked together on and off for years, same business, same industry. And then this man somehow in, in life met Christ. And it mm. was a radical Damascus yeah. road. You know, one day you don't know Jesus, yeah. next day you do, and you yep. want everybody to know about it. So he starts witnessing to this guy. And the guy tells him, um, you know, hey, I appreciate you sharing Christ with me, but I already know him. Mm. And yeah, I actually teach Sunday school at the church in my town, and my wife and I are Christians and stuff. Yeah. And the guy got so upset with him. Wow. Because he said, if you knew Jesus all this time, wow. why didn't you ever share him with me? Mm-hmm. Why did we know each other for 20 years, yeah. and you knew the best thing in the world, and you never told me about it? And yeah. I remember hearing that wow. and thinking, that's incredible. That is incredible. That is incredible. So um, so pray for a Paul. Uh, how else, what else do you find effective in the marketplace in bringing your faith there? That's great. Yeah, we have a client called The Word Few Today. They uh, print devotionals. They're here locally. And so um, they they put together quarterly devotionals. And so um, basically, we send those out about 750 every every quarter to clients, vendors, you know, um, family members of the people that work for us. Um, and they allow me to write a little um, little. 400-word essay, so to speak, um, in the front of it, in the beginning of it. And I've shared my testimony there. I've shared scripture and what it's meant to me. And so you can't imagine... Um, how what kind of response we've gotten? I mean, it's there's probably not a a week or a month that goes by that somebody doesn't email us or call us saying, you know, I've never read the Bible before, but this stuff really applies to my everyday life. In fact, <laughs> not long ago, um, one of my employees and I were talking with um, one of the representatives we worked with um, with United Healthcare, and uh, we were talking to him about a particular case that we were we we're quoting on, and um, we needed something like the next day, and he said. Gosh, Ray said, I can't get it to you next day, but I can the day after. I said, well, gosh, you really need it. He said, well, honestly, he said, my wife is going through chemotherapy, and uh, that's why I won't be able to get back to you tomorrow. I said, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. And um, he said, but you know, he said, I I wanted to tell you 
that that devotional that you guys send to us, we read it all the time. Now, we're not religious, he said, really? but we read it every day, and it speaks to us directly on what we're dealing with. How about And that? I said, that is so cool. I said, so many people have a preconceived notion that the Bible is so archaic, but it is. It's it's common everyday, you know, uh, passages, you know, that, that really relate to life. And, and by the end of the conversation, John and I were on the phone with him, and I said, hey, do you mind if we pray for you and your wife, you know, um, while we're on the phone? That may sound kind of awkward, but would you be okay with that? And he said, sure. So we did. We prayed for him and his wife, and that was just one of those God moments. Sure. You know? But again, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we're able to send the Word out you know, to those individuals, and God plants the seeds and does the work. So that's kind now, of have, cool. Now, have any of your clients or employees, hundreds of folks, ever contacted you and said, how dare you share the Bible with me, or don't ever send me this again? Has that oh, ever boy. happened? Yeah. I've got one story. Years ago, um, I, when I we would send out Christmas presents yeah, to clients. That is the fear of everybody that's right. just listening to this right, right. now, right? All right. But but you know it's been very minimal. But but let me just share you one story. One story I sent out um, a, a Christian book called The Case for Christ, along with a Christmas present. And all of a sudden, um, I I received it back in the mail, um, the same present and um, the book, and said basically, you know, Ray, you know, keep your religion to yourself or whatever. And so I told that to a friend of mine because I didn't know what to do. And he said, Oh, Ray, you launched a gospel grenade. I go, What do you mean? <laughs> he said, Well, chances are this, and we had grown to the point where I almost knew all of our clients, but I didn't know this particular client. He said, He said, You don't know this guy. You don't know where he's coming from. And all of a sudden, boom, you just throw this case for Christ in his lap, and he was Jewish. So I called the guy and said, hey, listen, I'm so sorry. I said, I did not mean to offend you. It's said, this is just Christmas, and this book really is kind of an explanation of what Christian, you know, the Christmas um, story is all about. Just like if you were to send me a book, you know, on your faith, you know, as far as, you know, Hanukkah and what all it means— you know that you know that that's kind of what we were doing. He said, "Oh, I'm so glad you explained that race because we had these these really pesky Christians that lived next to us, and they put tracks in our mailboxes and stuffed them in our cars, and mm. they just were really annoying." Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, those kind of people bother me too." <laughs> but you know, and I'm not saying he came to Christ, but it was a positive thing that we were able to turn around. So I right. think some people have preconceived notions. And so we need to be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove when we uh -huh. share Christ and as we love on people and present the gospel. So, again, going back to your question, we've had very few people, because we send out this devotional with the initial letter saying, this is a gift to you. It's something that we think would really uh, encourage you in your mm -hmm. in your daily life. But please let us know if you want us to stop the, the, uh, the, yeah. the mailing. And we've only had a few people out of thousands that we've sent it to. But, you know, fear the fear of those few people oh, yeah. would keep people from ministering to the thousands like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. So the praying for the Paul, I think, is a brilliant, brilliant concept. The mm -hmm. second one is um, you providing some printed something about Christ and, and mm -hmm. faith to the to these folks. Uh, but now you have a, a study at your office or something on... Uh, with your employees, a monthly or what well, is that? we do. What we do is every other week, um, uh, there's a church here in Atlanta that puts out a different video series on Christian faith. Mm -hmm. um, I guess some people heard of Andy Stanley with North Point, and he puts mm -hmm. out these life lessons over lunch. So every other week, we buy lunch for the whole company and say, "Hey, if you want to come, fine. If not, still enjoy your lunch." Um, but we usually get the majority of folks that'll come, and um, it's it's Bible teaching, but it's not in your face mm -hmm. teaching. 
Um, but it's really powerful. And we've seen, you know, some employees, you know, make a commitment to Christ. Um, you just kind of plug and play. You don't at the end basically say, okay, folks, what do you think about this message? It's just kind of a light way of presenting the gospel to people and without, you know, feeling like you're you're really cramming it into mm-hmm. them. And so uh, we've seen some really exciting um Responses. You know, I said we've had in our in our previous building. We actually invited uh, people from uh, other offices, and so prior to us moving recently, uh, we would have other people uh, come to our suite and sit down and watch the the series with us every other week. So that's really been kind of neat—a way to minister not only to our people but also people you know that are physically located around us as far as the building goes. Well, I love what you're doing. Yeah. Your faith is contagious. Mm. Uh I've known you for years. You're the real deal. Mm-hmm. And uh what you're doing in the in the marketplace um is just encouraging. So, as we close this down, Ray, uh mm-hmm. thank you for the time sure. you shared with us. How would you encourage a uh someone out there who's trying to live their faith, raise their family, make a living? Mm. How would you encourage them today uh, in their walk with Christ in their professional life? Oh, boy. Uh, we don't have time, do we? <laughs> um, again, going back to, just don't sound like a broken record, but find you know find that, find that Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy relationship. Um, obviously, um, you know, going back to the basics of the Christian life, I mean, get in the Word daily. I mean, you know, I, for years, had a quiet time. It was so quiet, God didn't know about it, but, <laughs> but got serious about it. And so it's just like part of my DNA. Every morning I get up, I spend that time, you know, in the Word and in prayer. It just, it just transforms me, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I guess the the training I've had is it's scripture memory. It's kind of a lost art, you know. Um, so God will remind me of different scriptures um, that, as I pray for people, as I pray for my own needs and my kids' needs and my wife's needs, scripture memory is just powerful. And and you need somebody else to do that with. You need a Barnabas to sharpen your iron with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, learn how to share your faith. Not that there's a way, but find somebody that has been trained in how to share their faith effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the Great Commission. It's, the Great Commission has become the great omission. Yeah. You know, you don't see people out there sharing their faith and multiplying labors. I mean, 2 Timothy 2.2 is a famous verse. You know, Paul says, the things that I've taught you, Timothy, teach to reliable men who will teach others also. Mm-hmm. So you've got Paul, you got four generations, Paul, Timothy, reliable men, and others. That's four generations. And the mm-hmm. gentleman that that um, that discipled a lot of us for over the years recently passed away. But I remember one of the last te- sessions he had with us, he said, man, I'm praying that you will see fourth generation disciples. Because mm-hmm. that's a miracle of God. It you know, sure It's is. one thing to disciple somebody. It's another thing for them to catch the vision, to disciple, and for that person to... So those are the things, and, and God's given me that opportunity to see some of those fourth generation, and, and it's to God's glory. It's just a miracle that that happens. Mm-hmm. But that's our, our heart desire, and that's God's desire, that we multiply spiritually because people are lost. They're mm-hmm. lost, and they're looking for something. It's like someone said, they're looking for it in a bottle or a pill or a relationship or finances. But one, one person said, yeah, I know the pill. It's the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we just really need to ask God to give us a burden for the lost, because um, mm-hmm. otherwise we just become so hardened to it. And we just have blinders on and don't realize there's a world out there dying without Christ. Mm-hmm. And we can be a part of that process. We can't save them. God can. But we can be their hands, their feet, their eyes, and the relationship that makes a difference, you know? Well said. We, well, you are bringing the hands and feet of Christ into the mm-hmm. marketplace, and um, 
I just believe that there'll be uh, hundreds and thousands of people that their testimony will probably have your name in it somewhere. And I know that's not why you're doing Mm -mm. it. You're doing it because Mm -mm. God saved you, God healed you, God's filled you, and Mm -hmm. you're just passing on that great Mm -hmm. great news. Well, thank you for for sharing uh, just, again, your contagious faith with us. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you today, if you're uh, listening, if you've been listening to this, uh, please send us your feedback. Let us know how we can help uh, you better. And you can go to 419disciplemakers.org. Lots of free resources there. And uh, pass this podcast on. I'll bet you that somebody you know uh, in the business world is looking to uh, infiltrate their business, their company with their faith. And this podcast may very well be the thing that encourages them. So thank you for listening. God bless you. We'll see you next time. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.